0: Greetings and welcome to Terry Marty podcast episode 3. I want to start by thanking you, each and every one of you who have messaged me with regards to doing more of these podcasts. Each of your messages are so important and they really do warm my heart. I'm here to serve my community and for two decades now I've done that mostly through the music business. So your messages about sharing mindfulness and consciousness in this day and age does make a huge difference. As you know, that's the currency of the future. The currency that will shape not just us and our lives but future generations too. We believe that these are the foundations on which society can be built and so therefore these conversations not just become accessories or sort of nice chats They actually become staple building blocks upon which we can build a better future. Now I want you all to get involved. And I use an app called Anchor FM. The fantastic thing about Anchor FM is I'm able to do all these podcasts from my device, my handheld device, from the woods. It means I don't need to go into studios and it massively reduces my costs. This means when you make donations, they go directly into the marketing and the creation of more frequent podcasts. I don't need to hire really expensive studios, I can do things from here. Now that does come with its drawbacks, and we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. But for now, I want to thank you for listening. Now let's get started. What is today's podcast about? As the title suggests, it's about living your truth. And I didn't want to just talk to you from my experience. So recently, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine called Sam Sarah. agreed to join me she's a qualified certified recovery coach and amongst other things she's an actor writer uh, and and musician producer so let me give you a little bit of a potted bio on sam sarah as a british vocalist and musician she spends her time between london and new york a self-taught vocalist she followed her inspiration and immersed herself in mastering the vocal melisma and emotional delivery of divas such as Aretha or Etta, Whitney, Céline, Mariah, she listened and absorbed these energies. Simultaneously, she infused the classical Indian intonational frequencies of legendary singers such as Lata Mangeshkar and Asha Bosley. Her conversational matter-of-fact lyrics question and confront a judgmental society that still puts people in boxes. Her songs impress upon their subjects her experience as a woman, A minority and an artist. She also talks about innocence, humility and trusting one's heart and instincts even in the face of adversity, something she'll talk about in today's interview. These are her overall messages as well as the palpability of the drum of acceptance and acceptance of truth. Emerging as a recording artist in 1999 after recording with the world-famous Asian Dub Foundation on the album Community Music, one of my favourites, that reached number 20 on the UK album charts, so she's a staple in the British-Asian music experience and actually one of the first British-Asian women in music to go global. In high demand for her booming and versatile vocals, she sang in multiple languages on international projects, a journey leading her to relocate eventually from London to New York City. She became recognised vocally for her exotic blend and soulful, sultry tones, as well as her ability to sing piercingly high, raw, high decibel sounds. Some people describe her as a weapon. (laughs) I'll let you guys be the the judge on that. Leading of fans and musical co-conspirators alike to affectionately dub her as, this title I really like, Siren of the Human Race. And that's why we have her on the show. But something happened in 2011. Sam Sarah was involved in an accident, which put a stop to her life as she knew it. The event which changed her trajectory of her life led her to increasingly focus on living her truth in all areas of her life, initiating a journey of transformation which led her eventually back to her home in the UK from New York City. Now what does it take to take a life that's truly aligned to what you believe to be your truth? How do you live that truthful life? Samsara has done her research, she's done the work, and it would be my pleasure to share with you her insights today. Before we get into the interview, I'd like to make a short disclaimer. Anchor FM is a new small startup company. They're trying their best to make this app work for us. And there are some delays and some technical issues which may result in small smidgens of delays and echoes. I do apologize on their behalf, but we'll all work together, hopefully, to make better podcasts in the future. But I've listened back and from what I can hear, it sounds as audible as it's going to get. I just didn't want to delay it, so here we go. The next voice you'll hear will be the voice of Sam Sarah. So please enjoy, and then at the end I will be giving you some kind of summary and some more information about future episodes. And you know what? I'll see you on the other side. Welcome, Sam. Very Marty Podcast.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: really well. I'm in the wilderness as usual, always amongst the greenery. And today it's very pleasant weather. So I am ecstatic and even more ecstatic because I'm talking to you about living your truth.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me on your podcast, Terry. Living your truth. Yeah. It's It's a a big topic. Yeah, it's a huge one.
0: A lot of people have problems finding the truth. And I guess there's a lot of distraction out there. Um, You've got fake news. You've got people's opinions on social media about you. This whole idea of are we who we say we are or are we what we act? Are we our thoughts? I mean, what is our truth? Who are we and, you know, how can we find out?
1: Yeah, and these are huge questions. And the the actual truth of the matter is that Finding out the truth of who you are can take you your entire life. And that's if you are amongst those of us who are chosen by life or circumstance or some way to have that kind of awakening where we start asking that question. Because not everybody does. It's not everyone's choice and not everyone's path. Um, Right. Yeah. So it's one of those things where we talk about living our truth. And I'm like, okay, well, what does that really mean? And you're right, social media's filled with people talking about live your purpose and be true to yourself. And you know, the quotes are all fantastic. There's a lot mm. of noise. There's a lot of yeah. nannying. People saying, yes. you know, behave this way and don't behave that way. Um, and it has become increasingly, increasingly more important um for people to seek information because and, and just you know, as as a sideline. As a as a certified recovery coach, technology addiction, uh, sugar is another one. But technology being a main one um, is something that's on the rise. And all of these forces come together um, to have an impact. All these voices talking at the same time, telling you who to be. It has never been more critical, more important for us as human beings, if we choose this path to get in touch and get connected. To what
0: we're really yeah. about. Uh, and to back that up, I, I read an article this morning about Instagram being possibly the most destructive uh, social media platform f- in terms of mental health uh, that has ever existed, with people suffering from insomnia, body image issues, and all sorts of other social anxiety that comes with things like cyberbullying. And Instagram's measures to reduce this have been, to be frank, quite crude. You can unfollow or block somebody, but that's about it. But there isn't really any sort of positive uh, compliment to uh, counter this culture that seems to be existing. And in fact, of all of the social media platforms that um, seem to be in existence, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, the only one that really seems to be, I guess, good for you in any some way where positive emotional support can exist is YouTube, uh, which is very interesting. Um, and I guess that's got a lot to do with the amount of content that's out there, but perhaps even the way the algorithm helps find uh, maybe more positive things for you to, to watch.
1: That's interesting. I'm surprised to hear that because I would have thought Facebook, when you have your network of friends, people that you know, presumably, when you, like on your, your friends list, uh, that that could be some kind of a route for support for people as well. So I'm, I'm surprised to hear that. I'll, I'll, I'll look yeah. into that as well, Terry. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was really interesting. And so I guess I know a lot of my listeners are friends of mine on Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram mostly. And that's why I thought to mention it because maybe you guys out there that are listening are, are trying to find your truth, but are certainly not finding it through scrolling through the gram. And maybe this podcast could be your one opportunity to help find your, find your truth. And so, Sam, you've got a task on your hands here. So how does yeah. one find... The truth, and then start to live it.
1: Yeah. So here's here's what I can tell you. I'm obviously I'm not a doctor. I am a coach, but I'm not a medical professional by any means. So please, um, you know, take what I'm saying on board. If it works for you, it works for you. Great. If you've got questions, please ask them. Um, but please, if you need any kind of medical assistance with anything, you know, please speak to a professional. Um, I can tell you about my experience. I have chosen yeah. to live my truth. I embarked on this journey. Um, in 2011, and I've always been on this journey. I've always been a seeker. I'm an artist. I'm always asking questions of myself and other people. Human beings fascinate me. Um, human behavior fascinates me. I care deeply about the human experience. That's why I'm a musician. That's why I'm an actress. That's why I write stories. Um, but for me, I had something happen to me, which was an accident. And through that accident, I experienced what I would call the gift of clarity. The gift of clarity.
0: The gift of clarity. Now, how did this gift appear? Was it in some <laughs> amazing dream, or was it a hallucination? Did it appear from the sky like a glowing? <laughs> so, without box going with into too much detail, how did this gift arrive? I found
1: myself in a situation where I was paralyzed, and my legs were no longer working, and I had to have surgery. Wow. And I'd always promised myself I would never do this. I was on my own. I lived in New York City. And it was Christmas Eve. Yep. Everyone was awake. I mean, my friends were in London, people with their families. I couldn't go anywhere because I couldn't walk. Um, so it was a difficult time, but mm. I had to go into surgery as a result of this accident. And I remember lying in my apartment, lying on my bed, knowing that I was going in for surgery the next day, already taking into account what I'd been through. And I couldn't stop staring at my keyboard because mm. my apartment had all my musical equipment around and I just couldn't stop staring at it. And it hit me really hard in that moment that this could be my last night
0: mm.
1: on the planet. And if it was, I was going right. to die really pissed. Right. <laughs> I was, I was. Th- my last okay. moments were going to really be angry. filled really with, I really just was so mad at myself just so mad at myself or all of a sudden conversations previous years energy time it became so clear to me that where I'd been spending my time and spending my energy where my thought process were you know where they were hooked in who had my attention what had I you know spent not my money or my so much my love on but where had my life force gone and what had it gone into and it and exactly exactly energy, where had the, i put my the
0: attention to life yeah what
1: had i been focusing on and there were some things that were 100 mm. percent clear you know i know i'm a musician i know i'm an artist i also worked in technology and i loved doing that and i was living in new york i was having a great time right but at the same time there there were behaviors of mine mm. ways that I chose to be in the world that hit me really hard and it became very clear to me, the things that mattered to me. And I was lucky.
0: So this sounds like a lot of people talk It wasn't, as, talk about it wasn't as profound as that. Would you, would
1: you and I'll tell you why. that word? When it's clear, it's clear. Uh, and, you, and you know the truth. Your body knows it, your heart knows it and your mind knows it. And when it hits you, Or when it hit me there was no doubt and it happened instantly and i'll explain it to you this way for me i look at the brain as being in three parts i believe this actually i think it's true Uh, i've experienced it in my body because i've had to rebuild that relationship with my body too i'm completely healed now but at the same time i went through that understanding the relationship between my mind, my, my, my spirit and my physical body right. and rebuilding those connections so that I could be healed and walk again, all of that. And that's a, that's a whole other journey. But here's, here's what I can tell you
0: mm-hmm.
1: is the Aborigines say wow. that the brain yeah. has three parts, the gut, the heart, and then the brain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we know that when we have a thought, it creates yep. a feeling. And the feeling usually right. resides in the gut. It might not could reside in the legs too Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that it doesn't but let's say it's in the gut Mm -hmm. it starts there that's your thought beginning to marinate Mm -hmm. then it travels its way up to your heart and the heart then engages and filters it and then it reaches your head and that's when you form a a sentence and out it comes and that is how the brain the whole organism of the brain functions and i believe i believe that that's how i look at it And if you look at what you were saying, well, exactly. It's worked for me. And I look at it in that way, because if you you. look at social media and the things that you mentioned, what we've been experiencing on a large scale in society is a disconnection of ourselves from our bodies, essentially, which means that our heads, which, by the way, I don't know about your head, but my head, not the most reliable. (laughs) It doesn't say the nicest things all the time. (laughs) Right. Uh, yeah, the inner critic the, the conditioning no, There's that inner in conversation you know, What our that? parents used to say what our, you know, Who's saying nice, who supports us, who doesn't yeah. The doubts, you know, the dark and the light Those are in our thoughts and, and, you know, again, that's a whole other journey But unless the gut and the heart Have engaged, yeah. the thoughts and, and what's coming out, it hasn't been filtered And therefore, if the head's Running things, and you're not connected To the rest of your system How are you ever going to find the truth of anything?
0: Right. So there's all these memes, and as you mentioned earlier, quotes online of all these pieces of advice that we're supposed to follow. But Absolutely. actually the real advice I'm needs a 100% to come from within, maybe the gut, maybe the heart and the brain. In,
1: in, in that, this. And right. it's definitely part of what we do as coaches as well. It's never about us. My job, even as a friend, anyone, as a human being is to help another person to uncover their truth themselves because only that person knows. Nobody knows my truth the way I know it and I know it when I know it because I'm the only one who can kind of thing. Right. And we can guide other people to it, but it's, it's not about me. If I'm I'm working with someone and helping them on their journey, it's not about me. I'm helping them by asking those questions, helping them to connect to themselves. And so, yeah.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Because from my perspective, as a, as a lone wolf out in the wilderness, a digital nomad, I've got this busy life uh, once upon a time that I had uh, running multiple businesses. At one point we had a uh, plan to get mm. involved with a hundred businesses. We got up to about 40 startups at one point. And I found myself sort of living this faux truth, you know, this um, CEO type vision that was all head, It's all head. There was some heart in it once upon a time, but it became very much head, very much about expansion and helping as many people, the idea of helping others. However, at some place, somewhere along the way in that journey, Mm. I was becoming poorer and poorer in time, time poor. And so the amount of time I could spend on myself was reducing. Mm. The amount of myself I could therefore give to others was also reducing. And so what I ended up becoming was this sort of, Counterproductive help machine for others. It's looked on the surface on the website and the way we could do like, yes, this is the company and this Terry's going to help, but actually no one was receiving the best of myself because understood. And that takes me back to that moment in the gift of
1: clarity. Because essentially what you're describing is similar to what I experienced, was realizing that my time and how I was spending it was not aligned to the things that really counted the things that i would look back on on that last day on earth and say oh my god i should have done more of that i should have spent more time with my family and my loved ones i have not put the focus and the amount of energy that i want to put into my music i haven't done it and i i will regret that you know what i mean and shutting off those areas where that drain was occurring but all by the way under my dominion right this is not a case of anyone did anything to me this is not the position of the victim and and what you're describing too is the same thing right nobody did it to me it it was a case of getting reconnected to myself it happened to be a health issue that took me down that road um and so once those things are clear like you said you have a choice you can acknowledge them let them marinate for a bit, whatever those moments, those glimpses, those clues might be, or the the experience can be powerful enough to shift you into some kind of action. Mm. What I decided to do, though it took me one more shift before I actually implemented the change, was I had been living in the same place for 10 years. I didn't know what I could do. I didn't know what the right move was. So I just decided to change one piece one piece of the pattern of my life and that piece was moving out of the apartment that I absolutely adored and loved and lived in for 10 years that had been my creative I, I just changed that one piece right. so and detached. it was like hitting the button of a computer and saying boot and what followed was an experience of right oh my god uh, I, I haven't I, I need to eat and I'm hungry and, and the program was running going, yeah, sorry, ain't got time for that, let's go. We're going this way now. It was almost as if the soul OS kicked in. And the soul doesn't care about rent. Soul doesn't care about soul doesn't need those things. Right. It's doing what it's it's functioning as designed. It's taking me where it's right. supposed to take me at this point. But I have hit the button that says go. And yeah. And you'd neglected that because you were an autopilot. Okay, fine. There's a saying. It says, you know, let go or be dragged. (laughs) And that's how it is. It's let go or be dragged because we're going this way Mm. anyway. Um, And part of that experience as well was really tuning in. So we talk about loosening exactly, but it is a choice. Let go and letting go. If you don't let go, you will be dragged.
0: (laughs) So it's. I don't want to go into destiny and fate at this point, but people that believe in those sort of ideals will probably resonate with these things. There's another sort of contention that happens amongst a lot of people. I just want to bring into the conversation. If you're a listener out there, you're thinking, well, actually I'm in control of my life. I make my choices and I stand by them. Uh, There's a certain element of ego that exists in all of our choices, because first of all, we assume that we are, that I is supremo, uh, but actually I've started to look at, I is we, and we could be a collective, right, we right. is a dependence on somebody else. Um, and so it's just an idea Understood. I want to just throw out there, just yeah, I do want I think to feel it's like... It's a that, really
1: good point. You know, People talk about one way ego to... a lot, and I just want to say something. Don't reject the ego, man. <laughs> I feel like th- you need a healthy ego. Just like everyone needs a healthy amount of narcissism. These things tie into your self-esteem. I I feel like I'm preaching a bit, so I apologize if it's coming across that way. But for me, thank you, for me, I decided that having a healthy ego was a good thing. I like my ego. It helps me, okay? When I want something or need something, my ego is going to help me get it. Now, whether... But, yes, it's but it's, a, it's also survival, tied to your purpose uh, and it's tied to your truth. Once you've identified, right. and I'm cool. going to give you an exercise in just a moment um, to help others so, to start tuning into where that truth really sits for them. Um, but when you start to get into alignment, and when I say alignment, I mean in my mind I'm thinking I want to write my songs, in my heart I'm, I'm feeling it's time to write a song and in my gut I know there's a song brewing and it's coming. Okay, I am in alignment. My ego is going to help me Mm. get off the sofa and get to the keyboard. It's going to help me. Um, So I'm talking about an ego that is helping you and supporting you in your truth and helping you accomplish things, not to harm you or to harm anyone else. Selfishness isn't always bad. Sometimes it's a good thing. And women especially who, you know, we're, we're conditioned to give, 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 some of us, it's a good thing to get in touch with a healthy ego. Okay. So I think the ego gets a bit of a bad rap. The exercise that I just wanted to put out there, because I know that we'll run out of time, um, is a very quick exercise. And it ties back into the idea of connecting to your body. And it's something that was developed by Martha Beck. And it helped me a lot, especially in those first few months when I was trying to figure out, you know, what do I do? And it's a little exercise called shackles on, shackles off. So, you know, shackles, like when you've got handcuffs, maybe, or, you know, shackles, how they sort of chain people up by their wrists and their feet. So shackles on and shackles off is a really great way to start getting in touch with your body and what it feels like to be in the flow and out of the flow. So in other words, in a space where there's energy and enough energy to sort of keep you moving, motivated, you start to feel a bit light. So let's say shackles off is when... Shackles off is when, you know, it's nighttime. I've I've had my glass of milk. I've brushed my teeth. I've watched a good movie. I've read a good book. I feel relaxed. I feel easy. I might not want to go to sleep just yet, but I'm in my comfortable clothes. It shackles off, right? I feel free and there's nothing on me. Don't have to worry about doing anything. I'm shackles off. An extreme example, the opposite of that, shackles on is I work in the military I put my my uniform on and that's it I am feeling heavy I feel a little bit bogged down and it's not that I hate my job necessarily but it's just noticing the shift in you the shift when do I feel like I'm shackles on and when do I feel like I'm shackles off and you can do it with your space so the one thing that's one thing is try the clothes different colors different outfits, what feels light, what feels heavy, what shackles on, what shackles off, which people around you are making you feel shackles on or shackles off. And also in your environment, start with your bedroom, something simple, pick up an object. Does this feel like it's a shackles on object? Is it something from my past? Is it something that I need to deal with? Is it something that I want to throw out? Just start to notice What around you in your space is generating those feelings for you. And that is a beginning that you can start working with. Because what we want to be reaching for is the shackles off experience. I would say if you can just get in touch with that. I'm not suggesting anyone do anything based on the results of this little exercise. Other than maybe make a note for yourself. You know, when I'm in the kitchen, I feel shackles on. When I'm driving my car, I feel shackles off or there's a dress, it's been in my wardrobe for, for 15 years, it doesn't fit me anymore, but it feels shackles off. You know, it starts to notice the sensations in your body, and that will accomplish a couple of things. One, it gets you back into your body, back into your bones, and listening to your body. And what you said, Terry, earlier about, you know, people know their own truth, your body is the key to that. Your body holds the record. For your truth, that's been my experience. I will check with my body first, always, and I trust it. It has not let me down yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. No energy never lies, and one of the things that I practice when I'm out there in the wilderness, I'm shackles off pretty much all the time now. I.e., I have right. only two to three sets of clothes that I wear because all I, well, I, I my one of okay. my first journeys was to become a minimalist, and so I donated. And gave away everything I love I it. Owned, I did uh, that too, including the smaller scale. Right? So <laughs> got, got to the point where because they were, I, you know, we all have our uh, opportunities, and mine was sort of get rid of this, get rid of that. Record collection gone, then clothes and watches. Then I started refusing gifts, and now a lot of people right. want to buy you gifts on things like birthdays and things like that, or anniversaries of your work or all that. And I'm sort of saying, please don't buy me gifts because I'll only give it away. And so if you still want to give it to me, just know it's probably going to end up in someone else's right. hands within hours of you giving it to me because I'm in shackles off mode. Right, right. I didn't know right. I was, was not using that language shackles off, which I think is an incredible language, um, but it certainly was happening. And one of right. the benefits of that was I felt light all the time, not just physically, but emotionally, psychologically, I was more free. Uh, the benefits then were able for me to give me liberation. So I could literally say, well, I, everything I own pretty much, and when I say right, own, I mate. mean it loosely. <laughs> Everything's on loan, I guess, but that's a, another thing. I will really go into that world of, now I could carry my entire right. possession list on my back, and now I could be this digital nomad, which is why I'm speaking to you from you know, the outdoors today. It was all because I... Done this right. exercise. I subconsciously did exercise. I but wish the I'd thing know is you did know. I didn't know. And you
1: did sooner. it instinctively. At, uh... And I did the same thing. After my accident, I sold clothes. I mean, I gave away, oh my goodness. And and by the time I'd moved out, I was left with like 30 boxes of just my stuff, clothes and basics, right? Which I brought back with me to the UK from New York eventually. But what you did, you see, is you to me, the way you describe it instinctively you knew your truth and you, you were connected enough to your body to then act on it. So you acted Mm -hmm. on it in the way that it translated itself to you. Just, would that be fair?
0: I think so. And the same thing happened with, with the relationships. So you started stripping away to bare bones. What I think I was trying to do subconsciously was go back to my naked, bare baby self. I was trying to go back to that newborn baby Mm -hmm. feeling, for some reason, this is how I visualize it, where I had really no baggage emotionally. I just had love pure in my heart. And I thought, well, I think that's Mm. the best version of me that I could remember. And I then started from scratch. I sort of, I'm still in that phase of saying, well, if I want to rebuild anything, I, surely need I think to go we've already to basics, gone back to basics
1: I? and I, I don't know we'd have to talk some more but perhaps there's room now to re-engage but in a different way <laughs> and this is about alignment because what it sounds like you've done is instinctively you know your truth. Instinctively it's translated a certain way and you've acted on it mm-hmm. but maybe there's more information that's available to you that you haven't accessed yet and that might be the next piece.
0: Wow. Well, that I think will be another episode. I would love to have you back um, to talk more about it. It would be amazing. I think what's really great about Sam Sarah is that she's accessible. So if you want to reach her, you could find her at Sam Sarah, S-A-M-S-E-R-A, on all social media. She's on the gram and she'll be tagged in this as well. Sam, thank you so much for your efforts. I'm just going to take a moment to digest and come back and summarize uh, in my own time. Thanks um,
1: for having me, Terry. I I hope to see you again. Forward me your questions. I'm more than happy to share info and it's been great chatting to you. Thank you so much. And you too. Thank you.
0: Bless you. There you go. Some fantastic insights there as I spoke to Sam Sarah Sarah earlier today. And again, you can catch her at Sam Sarah, S-A-M-S-E-R-A. I will try and tag her in every facebook post instagram post uh, and even in the description of this the, the show notes here so please do look her up and feel free to reach out i know i spoke to her afterwards and she said she's more than happy to discuss potential coaching options with any of you that might find her approach useful i can tell you she's got phenomenal technique and she has a brilliant and she we did some work together just after we recorded that and without going into too much detail it was really mind blasting. So there you go. So earlier in in the intro, I mentioned that we'll talk a little bit more about um, the future of this podcast. Now, having spent 20 or so years in this music industry, all of your favorite household names in the Urban Desi, British Asian, American Desi, and some of the Bollywood music industry out there, as well as Indian Electronica... People that you know and admire and listen to their music, maybe you're fans of, or maybe you're admirers of their music, they were friends of mine. And I've turned 360 and gone into this mindfulness uh, world and into the creative consciousness space to have that conversation. And I want to bring them into the fore. But I want your advice. What do you want to hear about? Are there celebrities? Are there guests? Are there people? musicians whose perspective you're really genuinely interested in. Perhaps you've noticed they've got a spiritual glint. That's a word that gets overused but maybe there's some resonance in the things that they do on social media or perhaps something you've talked about at a show that you've seen them perform at. Or maybe it's the music itself. Are there questions that are a little bit too out of reach for yourselves that perhaps I could build a bridge for? I want to use and leverage my position within the music industry and the media industry and my contacts in the film space to try and understand deeper meaning in all things mindful. As I said in the intro, this is about building a better future and they're not just words, I'm trying to live it. And I'm doing my best to be as open as I can with you to share my vulnerabilities, my weaknesses so that you, my friends, can learn from it. Now, I'm not trying to do any special service because I'm not special, I'm just another conduit. But I want to channel you guys into the things that you want to talk about. So I am listening. So do hit me up. Let me know what's troubling you. Because I want to bring some value. Now, that's what I could do for you. But there's something that you could do for me. And in the past, I probably wouldn't have asked. But I'm going to. Because this is who I am. I need your help. And I mentioned donations earlier. I need some support. Because there are some running costs to running a podcast and content and I'm not funding this by myself anymore. As you, as you know, my companies and all those things are being run by the companies. I myself have taken time away to take a closer look at what's next. What is the big picture? What are the big problems that we want to solve in the world? Uh, my companies like AMP and the other things I'm involved with, like they all run themselves. There are wonderful people there. So if you're interested in music publishing, go and talk to the team at AMP. If you're interested in the distribution, go and speak to the guys at AMD. If you want to speak to mindful uh, music cognitive therapists and people that are working in the uh, tech space for, for mind enhancement, then go and speak to my friends at Nada Brahma. There's so many other things that I'm doing. You can check TerryMightyGroup.com to find out. You know, I must mention that there are Ethical vegan organic products for beauty and things like that. In which case, you should go and see my team in the Midlands in the UK. There's so many different things that are happening. But I myself, personally, am taking time in my week to live mindfully. You know I'm a vegan. (laughs) I don't preach about it too much. I just want to make information known to you. You know that I like to meditate silently, which is why no one can get hold of me before midday. These are things that have allowed me to understand my truth. And so it may serve you to do something of the same ilk or different in your own way. But I do encourage you to take time for yourself. I had a DM message with somebody the other day in exchange that resulted in teaching this woman who is, a, I believe, a mother of uh, one or more children um, and just didn't find the time to spend five minutes finishing her reading list five books on the go or four books on the go, I can't remember exactly, but hadn't finished a single one of them. So we discussed perhaps we should, she should spend maybe, maybe five minutes by herself before everyone wakes up in the morning. She could expand that to maybe seven days a week, eventually increase that five minutes to ten minutes a day, maybe having five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. So this time next year, she may end up spending 20 to 30 minutes, 40 minutes a day to herself, but it may be enough. Whatever the case may be, it's better than where she is today. And those little micro-improvements are improvements that we can all do. I know a lot of you will make excuses. I know I did. I'll put it off until my health couldn't take it anymore. And when those tumours inside my head started exploding and causing me to have all sorts of issues, which meant that one day the doctor said that you've only got a few months to live, then it shouldn't happen to you. I don't want you to get to that stage. But I'm here, I have been given life again, and I'm embracing it to serve others, okay? And so these are the things that I'm sharing with you. So please, you leverage my position. I'm here for you, my door is open. I know that you respect my time. Um, So please (laughs) be mindful of the fact that I'm being mindful of my own time. But equally, if you can help out in any way, do write to me and let me know. And what was it you'd like to pay? Whether is a subscription model, would you like to pay a couple of bucks a month to hear these things? Or would you like to do something more focused? Or if you're a business and you want to get some exposure in this space or you're trying to reach something, I'm all ears at this point. I have no real business model around it. I'm just here listening as a co-op. Maybe we can work together to make something work. Even if you knew someone who has space in the UK that wants to build a studio, then I'm willing to go and take my studio and record it at their venue. Maybe the guests can come down, offering them some PR. Whatever the case may be, I really don't care about creating secrets in the industry anymore. I'm about exposing that, exposing the truth, and allowing everybody to breathe. Because who knows, this may be the last thing I ever record, and that's what I want to leave with you. Do share, help the community grow, and... Just know that you are loved. But it starts with the self-love, okay? All right. Well, I'm out now. You can follow me at Mardi, Subscribe on Spotify. And let me know where you're listening to this podcast, whether it's on Anchor FM. Please do. If Once you've listened to it, do me a favor and just let me know I listened to this podcast on Spotify or I heard this through here. Now I, my bit.ly links will tell me where you clicked on it from. Most of you are hearing it from Instagram, I'm hearing. But I'm hearing also that some of you are listening to it on apps that I've never heard of before and I want to know where you are so that I could make sure I can serve you better alright thank you very much peace and love